0: Having been in marketing and digital marketing specifically uh, the last few decades, I've heard a lot of people say all kinds of things about how their marketing failed or how their digital marketing didn't really do what it wanted to do. People will make blanket statements like, well, I tried Facebook and it sucked. It didn't work. I tried email marketing and that didn't work either. Things like that. you know. And a lot of times when I start to get into a deeper conversation with some of these folks, what I find is that they really didn't have a strategy. They were just shooting from the hip. They were just you know, throwing uh, things uh, at, at the wall and trying to see what sticks. And that's where a lot of people go wrong is you really need to spend time crafting and developing a digital marketing strategy so that you can choose the channels that work for you and you have the right expectations for each channel. And so in this two-part series on developing a digital marketing strategy for your business, I'm going to talk about how you can organize your marketing activities and get an understanding for what works where and what kind of budgets you can expect and things like that. And then in part two, I'm going to share my framework that you can use to evaluate your marketing channels, set up your marketing channels correctly so that you have the right expectations and the right kind of returns for the budgets that you are spending. So you'll never have to say, I tried this and it didn't work. You'll have a better answer. You'll say, I tried this and I get this kind of result from it. And then you use that information to build a much stronger portfolio of channels that helps you grow your business and take you where you need to be. So tune in to part one and then part two next week. Welcome to the latest episode of Corner Your Market. I'm your host, Silas Kimide. In this podcast, I talk about all things digital marketing from website design and development to SEO and PPC as well as paid advertising email marketing social media and anything in between if you're a small business owner a marketing manager in a company or an entrepreneur this podcast is for you so tune in every thursday at 10am you'll gain some practical insights new strategies tactics and tools that will help you grow your business to subscribe Go to corneryourmarketpodcast.com and select the podcast app of your choice. Then you can hit subscribe within those apps. That again is corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to like and share our individual episodes. You can also leave a review in the app once you've listened to one of our episodes. If you don't already know this about me, but I've spent my entire career in digital marketing. Actually, I would say 95%. There was the first few years that maybe I wasn't doing digital marketing or maybe the way we understand digital marketing. But in my background, I've done everything from web design and development, um, SEO, content marketing, email marketing, PPC, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads. Also done some social media, had a blog back in 2005, between 2005 and 2010, which I sold. Uh, So I've done social strategy as well and things like that. So I've done a lot of these things over the years. And one of the things that really bothers me when people say is when they say, oh, I tried such and such tool and it didn't work for me. And they'll make a blanket statement. And it kind of bothers me a little bit because I feel like there's some really good tools out there and a lot of times i find that the tool maybe is not the issue maybe there's something underneath it so let me give you an example somebody will say well email doesn't work you know email marketing doesn't work and and you dig in a little bit and you find out well they didn't really have a good list they weren't really working with a good list and then you look at their email copy well there wasn't anything in that email copy that would want me to respond to it so why would it work right so it's not that email marketing doesn't work. Maybe the issue is their strategy wasn't that great. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is I'm going to talk at at least the next two episodes. I'm going to talk about how you can develop a very good digital marketing strategy and the way in which you need to think through your goals, your objectives, what you're trying to achieve so that you can craft a very good digital marketing strategy. And having a strategy really makes a big difference because what that means is that you've thought through things, right? You've thought through, you know, uh, what your goals are, what your objectives are, what kind of messaging you're going to use. Maybe you have a messaging testing uh, system in place or things like that. And you've also thought through your budget because a lot of times people will start campaigns and stop before they have enough data to really make a decision. Uh, And that's not that doesn't do anybody any justice. So. So when you think through a strategy, you also think through a budget. So so in those regards, uh, where do you start with developing a strategy? And I actually have a a three-part system that I use to help uh, my clients develop a a digital strategy. And what I'm going to do in the next couple of podcasts is share some of those techniques. Um, Did I say three or did I say two? Uh, Let me go back and say I have two. So sorry about that. So in terms of the first thing here, the first thing that you need to do uh, to develop a really effective strategy, and this is what we're going to cover in this podcast, is you need to really organize your marketing activities. And what I mean by that is you need to basically uh, make a decision on what kind of activities you're going to use, what kind of channels you're going to use, and things like that. And you need some way of organizing it because uh, there's a lot of digital marketing tools out there right there's SEO there's Facebook there's Twitter there's social media marketing there's web design development there's blogging content marketing there's email marketing there's AI nowadays there's you know all kinds of stuff you know marketing automation there's just a lot of things out there that you could be using and doing and without really you know giving you know having some way of organizing it you, it can be very overwhelming you could get lost in the in the trees and miss the forest so to speak so so what you really want to do is approach it with a much more of a bigger perspective and have a good understanding of how you intend to organize your activities so that you're effective and the framework or the the methodology that i've developed actually works even when you have new things show up, right? So now the hottest thing is ChatGPT, OpenAI, Dolly, and all these different things, automation, there's AI engines and things like that. But how does all of this fit in? So the way that I've been able to help my clients is I ask people to to divide up all of their marketing activities into three main categories. So the first category is Earn Media. And the second category is paid media, and the third category is owned media. And the only reason why I mentioned those in that order is because that's the way I wrote it. Uh, there's really no preference one way or the other. Uh, now, when you craft your strategy, you might want to uh, use those in different ways, but but anyway. So that's there's no there's no what I'm trying to say is there's no reason why I named earned media one and owned media three because sometimes people get hung up on that, but. But what I mean by earned media is those vehicles, those media channels and vehicles out there that uh, you can put your things out there in those channels, but there's no guarantee that you're going to get any kind of play on that, right? So uh, what I mean by that is things like PR or social media engagement, right? So you can put out a press release, but there's no guarantee that the news channel is going to pick up on your press release and, and play it in their nightly news. Uh, Same thing with social engagement. I mean, you could put some great LinkedIn posts and Facebook posts and Instagram posts and TikTok videos and things like that, but there's no guarantee that anybody's going to like it, share it, comment on it, and things like that. So the engagement is totally based on the quality of the content that you put out there. And so it's earned. The, The reaction and the impact that you get from those channels is earned. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in a little bit. But let me go on with paid media. Paid media part is play to po- play to play. Oh, sorry, pay to play. Sorry, uh, sometimes I get a little confused. Pay to play, right? And this is where you can pay, uh, and you'll get you know you'll get played, so to speak. So b- examples in digital media would be PPC, pay per click, right? You pay enough, you got enough of a quality score, you'll show up on Google rankings, right? Uh, Facebook ads is another one. You pay Facebook, they'll show your ad. Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, there's all these paid options and all of these different channels, right? You have a small budget, you have a big budget, you put the budget in, and boom, your ad shows. Uh, same thing with display and video ads, right? So you 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 pay, and then your ad, your message gets played. So that's paid media. And a lot of the things that that you do uh, fall under paid media. Now the third category that I like to use uh, or classify is owned media. And believe it or not, you as a company or even as an individual, you own certain types of media channels, right? Uh, you own your website, for instance, right? So your website is yours, you can you make an investment in it at the beginning, but you know the holding cost is fairly minimal. Uh, maybe just hosting and maintenance, uh, you can keep that thing going, right? And you can put your message out there on that website. As long as people get to it, you get your message out to your audience. So, and that's where SEO comes in. I put SEO as owned because I feel like you have a fair amount of control over getting ranked for your terms. If you have a good SEO strategy, and I think I'll cover these in in the next couple of, you know, episodes and things like that, um, is when you have a good SEO strategy, that you have actually created yourself, you know the keywords, you know the content you wanna push out there, and you've got the links and you've got the pages built and things like that. That is your SEO, you own that. You change it, you could you could change the outcome. And so you do some SEO and things like that on your website and it becomes your own channel, it becomes your own media vehicle, right? Uh, another thing that you own is email. Uh, in a way, email is something that you own because you get the email addresses from your past clients you you know you build a list based on maybe people that are interested in your business and things like that so you own that that email you have subscribers in that email and that becomes a channel for you to market to as well and you own it right you're not paying anybody uh for your message to be played and things like that and i mean granted you have to pay you know your email Uh, service provider like uh, MailChimp or Constant Contact or what what have you but but you're basically you own that I mean you could pay them and still get nothing because you have to have the email list right and your content and things like that so um under own media, that's uh, website SEO, con- uh, SEO, and then the content that you produce for your for your blog uh, also falls under that. And then you have your email, right? And then the final thing under own media, and this one kind of you know is a little controversial. It could go under earned as well, but I think it's also owned because you have to go get it, which is your online reputation. And the, and, I, and I think I talked about that in a previous episode, how to get reviews. The reviews are yours granted if they live on somebody's third party platform uh, they are yours they're about you uh, you control them you can use them uh, you control them in the sense that you could you know shut down your pages and things like that and you won't be able to have your reviews anymore you will uh, you will have an opportunity to influence the people that maybe read it and and you also have control over your reputation strategy right so again it's a little bit of a gray area i I understand. Uh, So, no need to send me hate mail or anything like that saying you disagree with me, but maybe some constructive feedback on what you think, where you think maybe reputation would fall, owned or earned. But I think it's a combination of both. But for sake of argument in this case, I put it under own media. Right, so now we have the three categories of media that that you can do. You can do earned, paid, or owned media, right? So that's a good way to kind of bucket things in, in my opinion. So whenever something new happens or something like that, something some new channel emerges, something different comes along, you could always ask yourself, okay, is this earned media, is this paid media, or is this owned media? And that could really help you make the decision on how to use it. Now there's a certain there's some characteristics on these different media types if you think about it um, earned media uh you know for the same budget let's say you spend $1000 on earned media and and for comparison purposes you spend $1000 on paid media right so for the same budget level earned media you have very little control over the outcome on that one right so you have You have low control and you also have low influence. It's very difficult to influence people to like your content if they don't like your content on on social media, right? So for the same amount of money that you would spend creating the content, putting the PR or whatever it is that you're doing that falls under earned media for the same amount of money, The amount of control and influence you have is fairly low. Now, for the same amount of money, if you go to paid media, uh, you have a little bit more control and you you have a lot more influence. Uh, What I mean by that is, is you can control the placement. You can control the frequency of the placement. You can control the message there. And then by, you know, depending on how strong your message is, you can influence the outcome. Uh, if you offer, you know, thirty five percent off on your message, you're going to get a great outcome, right? Now, on earned media, you can say thirty five percent off, but you still might not get the right placement to be able to get the get the uh, response that you want, right? Now, when it comes to owned media, the budget can be fairly modest. I understand that there is ongoing cost to maintaining your website and hosting your website, and also doing SEO and creating the content and writing the emails and things like that. I understand that, but but compared to paid media budgets and things like that over a long term, I would classify own media costs as to be cheaper. Uh, you know, you build a $10,000 website or $50,000 website that's a one-time cost. The maintenance may be $1,000, $1,200 a month. This SEO might be another few thousand dollars a month, things like that. But, but it's fairly modest, right? So for that budget, you have a lot of control over who sees it. How they see it, and you have a lot of influence over what you can put in there, and you know what gets uh, what gets uh, consumed, the links that you have in there, where you want to be shown, and things like that. So it offers you quite a bit of control and quite a bit of quite a bit of influence for a modest budget, right? So I bring all of this up to you because um, once you have a way to categorize your marketing channels and your marketing activities based on earned, paid, in media, then you can start thinking about the budget, how much control and influence you need, and then the type of outcome that you can get, or at least you can expect from these different media vehicles, right? So let's say you're a small business, you're a dental practice, or a veterinary clinic, or a manufacturing company, or or, or something like that, and you're starting with a, a or a law firm, um, you're starting with a, a budget Uh, And you want to know how to prioritize that. So for me, uh, in my experience, uh, the best way to maximize your budget is to first invest in the own media channels that you have. Remember, you have a lot of control and a lot of influence on that, right? And it's a better long-term play. So build a great website, pour money into SEO and content and optimization and things like that. Spend money and, and effort and energy on reputation building and things like that because once you have that really buttoned up, it's almost like a foundation of a house. You know, you're now built on something great because if you don't have a great SEO, if you don't have a great reputation, and you don't have a great website, and you go out there and spend ten thousand dollars on a PPC campaign the chances are that campaign is not going to be as successful because they're going to come to your website, they're going to see your reputation, and they're not going to buy, right? So so that's why I think you, you really got to focus on the foundation, the owned media categories that you have a lot of influence over and a lot of control over and spend your energies there first, right? I know it's tempting because to spend money on other things because those are what you might think are going to bring people to your website. You're going to have a quick sale and things like that. There is a place for that. I'm talking about a situation where you have a limited budget or you have a defined budget, which doesn't have to be limited. It just has to be defined. If you're working with a defined budget, then the first thing that I would recommend that you do is invest in your own media categories, right? And we talked about those own media categories earlier. Now, Once you have that built out and you're happy with it and you're getting good vibes from it and things like that, then you can layer in the paid media categories, right? Then you can start investing in your PPC campaign. Then you can start investing in maybe Facebook ads or Instagram ads or or going out and getting a media buy and putting some video ads out there on YouTube or something like that. Or maybe, you know, uh, getting some LinkedIn ads together. You get the point, right? Some paid media uh, outlets could be a good opportunity there because now you don't have to worry about your website and the inf- impact that it's going to have. You've got templates built for landing pages. You've got things set up. You got the visitor flow down. You got you know their messaging correct. You have got the layout well done. You know that your your visitors are going to have a great and positive in, uh, you know in experience on your website once you start investing in getting people to your website. So. Once you've done the paid media thing, right, and again, we can talk a little bit in our, in our next episode, we'll talk a little bit about how to, uh, you know, get your paid media as well as your own media or any media really how to develop the strategy so that you get a return on the investment that you make. And that's, that's for the next part of this uh, podcast series, right? So, um so once you've done the paid media, which is your second, you know, almost like the, you know, the walls and things like that of your website, of your house, if you want to stick with the house uh, analogy. Uh So then you've got the walls and everything like that built and things like that. You've got the roof together and things like that. But now you got curb appeal, right? How does the house look from outside? The gardening, the, the vines, the flowers, the porch setting, things like that. So that's the earned media, right? So uh, anyway, trying really hard to make this house analogy thing fit into this model that I've got going. So, um, anyway, uh, if you find that funny, just, just send me a note. I want to hear what you have to say about that. If that doesn't work for you, let me know. I'd love to hear if that house analogy doesn't work or not. But anyway, uh, I've used it a couple of times and, and I've gotten modest feedback on it, but anyway, going back. So now the curb appeal, right? Making the house look good. Maybe the Christmas lights, maybe that, that's your social media, Right. That's your PR. That's your sponsorships that you do. You know, you're sp- sponsoring make a Wish Foundation or you're doing all that kind of stuff. Right. So that's the earned media thing where you're trying to get people, you're trying to build a community relationship. You're trying to get your market excited about, about your service or your product. Uh, and you know for sure that if they, when they hear about your brand, whether they search you or they go to Facebook or wherever it is, they'll find you. And then they know how to get a hold of you and all that process that they go through is positive, they have a great experience with it, and then it just has that cohesive feel about that customer journey right so even if you did you know let's say you're updating your facebook page or your instagram page and things like that and somebody you know really likes what you've got to say they've seen it for seven times eight times they've been following you then they hit you know go to google do a search boom they find you right there both unpaid and organic they see your reputation boom they click on your website they come to your website they get exactly what they need they have a great experience they see the product they see the service they know how to call you and things like that and boom they call you and then they, they you know, they'll, they'll go through your sales channel at that point to convert into a customer, right? So that's the ideal scenario. Uh, and I feel like this organizational model that I put together for our clients and I've shared at different conferences over the years uh, is a really solid way for marketing managers, entrepreneurs, business owners to kind of use and to basically determine how best to allocate their budget, what kind of control they need over their budget, what kind of influence that they can have and things like that. So that's the first part of the of the series here organizing your marketing uh, getting everything wrapped up and, and really in a nice, uh, nice framework so that you can then move on to the next part of selecting the right channels on the paid side and how to evaluate those services and things like that and what you're getting out of it and things like that. So we're going to cover that in part two. So let me just wrap up here real quick, uh, in today's, uh, episode. Uh, in today's episode, what we did is uh, just wanted to address a concern that I always have or a feedback that I always get when people say uh they started off with a marketing channel or they tried this marketing and it didn't work, right? And so given all the experience I have, that always makes me cringe a little bit because I understand uh, how some of these channels work and when best to use it and things like that. So today, what we did is we gave you a framework, or at least I gave you a framework for, um, you know, classifying all of your marketing activities and your marketing channels into earned media, paid media, and owned media. And then I covered a little bit about each of those categories each of those buckets uh, in terms of budget, in terms of control and influence, influence and which one has the most, which one is maybe uh, lagging in that. And then I also gave you a, a, f- a framework or a starting point of where you should invest your budget first second, and third. And so uh, with that, that kind of wraps up this episode um, of uh, of developing your marketing, uh, of developing your digital marketing strategy. Uh, Be sure to tune in next week where I cover part two of developing your digital marketing strategy. Until then, my homework to you is use this model and see Uh, If you can go through your marketing activities and start putting them into your buckets, because that way you get a good idea for how to use the, the things that I will share with you in my second part of this, developing your digital marketing strategy. Until then, happy marketing. If you're a small business owner, a marketing manager at a company, or an entrepreneur, please tune in weekly. You'll gain some insights, tips, tricks, and be a bit more enlightened when it comes to digital marketing. I promise you, if you implement the strategies, tactics, and tools I've discussed in this podcast, your business will definitely grow. Please subscribe to this podcast. You can do so by going to corneryourmarketpodcast.com and subscribe with the listening platform of your choice. That URL, again, is horneryourmarketpodcast.com. Don't forget to like and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Also, don't forget to leave a review. Those mean a lot to me and can help others that would benefit from the information you share. Finally, I would love to hear from you. I love getting listener emails. So if you have questions, feedback, or any general comment about the topics I discuss on this podcast, feel free to send me an email. I will be sure to share and discuss your feedback on the air if it will benefit our listening audience. You can write to me at connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Just put listener comment in the subject line. That email again is connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. And again, please put listener comment in the subject line. Thanks for listening today. I look forward to being back next week. Until then, be good and do good.